0: to Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue
1: Demons. This is Sports You've Never Heard Of. I'm Jacob Ellis. And I'm Trenton Seto, and we don't have a guest today. It's just you and me, Jacob, for the first time in a while, actually. Really? Oh, I guess so, yeah. yeah. They were cramping
0: our style. I mean <laughs> last time they completely destroyed all of your pillows so
1: yeah they left a, a giant mess in the virtual mansion and then uh left me to pay the repair bills for all of it so yeah well oh, yeah um,
0: cuz you rented that so yeah not going
1: to you have a bad rating on Airbnb so <laughs> yeah that's uh that's not good so we're, we won't be doing that for a while again yeah well so today, uh, we've been getting bad internet.
0: We are, it won't be like, I have good internet right now. But then every now and then it would go off. And it would just be like, for like five minutes, wouldn't have internet come back on. And we'll do this like up to four times a day, which is annoying. So we had the Comcast or Xfinity. I don't know what they're called now. They used to be Comcast, but now they call themselves Xfinity. But they're still Comcast. What is up with that? I don't know. I, wait i know comcast and time want to do different in different cities which one is in chicago
1: uh i think comcast and xfinity are in chicago okay.
0: that's what i thought but then i was like huh i didn't actually have cable when i was there so i wouldn't know uh but anyway so we got that and the internet he said like oh i have to go into the attic we don't really have an attic in my house, but there's like a creepy door that's on the top of my closet that goes into this extra, basically an attic, but we don't put stuff up there because you're not supposed to, because it's not like a real attic. So apparently the internet cables went in there. So I had to completely pull out my closet so he could get in and like take out all the shelves and stuff, which was annoying. But then I finally proved once and for all there wasn't a creepy guy living in there, which scared me my entire childhood, that there might be a creepy guy living in there.
1: So you're telling me that it took two decades for you to finally prove that? I haven't
0: lived in this house my entire life, but yeah. Like uh, 12 years or something like that. 13. Yeah.
1: How, how do you presume that a, a mysterious figure up there has been surviving for that? Because
0: when I was young, my friend told me this story he read off the internet <laughs> 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 about this guy in Japan who used to like be convinced there was someone going through his house and he couldn't prove it because he would like, leave food out, go to work, and when he got back, it was gone. And he... like set up a video camera in his house in like a hidden place and then he like left and then when he got home he watched the video footage and he saw immediately when he left a woman came out from like this cabinet and there was a woman who was living in his house this guy was just like really wasteful of his food and she like somehow was able to like sneak in and take advantage of it
1: that's... But it was what was
0: really creepy about it was he was watching the video, and he saw the woman coming out of the cabinet, and the cabinet was behind
1: where he was. <laughs> oh, no, so it's just this weird, like, Ugh. <laughs> like you
0: know, the chill down your spine. You think, yeah, yeah.
1: I just got it right now. Thanks, Jacob. <laughs> well, yeah,
0: but like, and it was like I don't know if it was real. I because <laughs> it was when I was a little kid because of that i was always like there could be someone living here and i wouldn't know
1: i see all right
0: but i had already planned for this because i had redesigned my bed so it was sort of facing the closet and like is feng shui where i don't know if this is actual feng shui but i met a guy who said feng shui it's supposed to be like designing your house so it works as most efficiently as possible but he said no you want to design your house to eliminate threats so threat from attacks, because when I was interning at a place, he said your desk is the best place is the best for feng shui and defending from attacks. And I thought, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: and he explained. So now it's like if the whoever was coming down from there, jump up, attack.
1: All right, I'll be good. Cool. But now well. I've proven
0: this isn't a isn't a problem anymore.
1: I see so are you gonna rearrange your room again
0: so uh no i'm still convinced it could be something maybe made a deal with the cable guy <laughs> oh, no like shush, i'm <laughs> waiting okay well, also on the other side of my wall from my closet is my brother's room and he sleeps on a on like sort of one of those bunk beds where there's a desk under the bunk and because of that, when he moves around at night, it sounds like something from high up is making noise. So it sounds like it could be Attic okay. Man.
1: <laughs> Attic Man, okay. Attic I, guess, man? Uh, I guess I guess have a name now.
0: Yep. Uh, but yeah, that scares me.
1: Where do you think Attic Man is from? Well, I'm figuring if he likes attics, uh, I don't know
0: where is a place that's more likely to have addicts. Oh, it's well. One thing is, um, so California doesn't have basements, but most other places in the country they have basements, and California doesn't have basements because basements are pretty much made for there's a tornado going to the basement. So because of that, California, not a lot of houses in California have basements. But here was the thing, when the Zodiac killer was attacking in California in the 70s, they could tell from his victims, the spores that were in the victims came from, like, basements. And because of that, they could eliminate uh, tons of suspects. And it was like, pretty much anyone they interviewed, one of the questions they asked was, do you have a basement to figure it out?
1: Okay, that's that's that, Why smart. this is
0: interesting is because my mom's dad had a basement and she was scared. Oh <laughs> no, but I'm just like, but just yeah, imagine at that time you you find out, it's like on the news, they so yeah killer must have a basement. And then your friend's like, hey, come into my basement to see my cool <laughs> thing down here. <laughs> see now I keep looking at the attic because now I'm convinced after talking about it. Attic man.
1: I guess uh, I guess if anything happens to you from the attic I'll just be the first person here to oh uh, right, you happened. should see the attack and not say I just see your eyes and then I go <laughs> 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 it'll be like a like a movie scene just like oh oh ah Whole movies
0: I can never watch whole movies like I'm a film major and I'm supposed to like watch as many movies as possible but someone recommends a horror movie I'm like I don't want to do it but pretty much every horror movie someone's recommended to me I didn't find that scary so that I actually eventually watched and I just psyched myself out so like the first 15 minutes I was really afraid while watching the movie and I couldn't really focus and then I was fine so it's all in the head you gotta not worry about Attic Man
1: (laughs) Well, I uh, I tend to spend horror movies hiding behind a blanket and a pillow. So I'm not entirely sure if I've ever watched an entire horror movie.
0: Yeah, I can't remember what's the scariest horror movie. I don't know what it was, but when I was a little kid, I once was just watching TV late at night because I couldn't get to sleep. And I was living through channels and I found some channel where it was a horror movie on. And it was like a lady was talking to who she thought was a serial killer. And she needed to throw something away, and she like opened the cabinet to throw it away, and it was a guy's skin in the like trash can. Oh, so that was that's... really scary as a little kid. I see. So I was... have bad. I when it's like someone in the kitchen has like a trash can that's hidden somewhere, I'm like,
1: ooh, ooh what could be in there? And hopefully,
0: not a guy's skin.
1: Yeah. No the the scariest movie I saw as a kid was The Lion King. What? <laughs> How? We're not going to talk about it. <laughs> Is it because of the
0: uh, Elephant Graveyard thing? And the Be Prepared? No. Song? Or was it Mufasa passing Ye- away? N- yes. Probably. Pro- yeah. You don't even know.
1: It was a long time ago.
0: It was when they sang Kuna Matata. You were really
1: afraid no I don't well, I have believe tons it. of boys. Ah. I, I don't think I made it that far in the movie to be afraid of it <laughs> wait oh so you haven't seen the end of the Lion King I probably have at some point well wait a minute maybe I haven't what
0: do you think happens at the end well actually no because it's a Disney movie so you kind of know what happens
1: but yes it's all it was- happiness and rainbows and butterflies and yeah and skull wins because that was
0: who we were rooting for uh no <laughs> oh speaking of scary places imagine you get into a plane wreck flying over the pacific and you are the lone survival on a desert island that's right we're doing the classic desert island picks what would be what would you want to like rest of your life on your desert island, you only get this. So to simplify it, we did one album, one movie, one book, one miscellaneous luxury item, and one survival tool. Uh, let's start with survival tool, Trenton. What would you want? Yeah,
1: uh, I'd say when I think of survival tools, the first thing that comes to mind is a pickaxe, and Having played all of the, or almost all of the new Lara Croft games, she has an a...
0: accent on Croft. You did
1: Lara Croft. <laughs> you did Lara Croft. Uh, she has a very useful ice pickaxe that she just uses if she's climbing ice mountains, glaciers. Wait, why would you use that on a desert island? Well. I mean, it has it has many uses other than that. I mean, you can use it to, to cut things and carve things and chop down things and protect yourself against wild bandits and, you know, the wild in general. I don't think you really understand the idea of this island, but okay.
0: I also want to, like, cut things and stuff, but I want, like, a Swiss army knife but not like a cheap one. I want like one of those really fancy ones. that got like 37 tools and that way prepared for everything. Okay. I think that's yeah. perfect. This that's one's fair. with like flashlights in it. This one's with like toothpicks. So in case I get coconut stuck in my teeth. Oh man, I'm going to have to eat coconut, man. I don't like coconut.
1: Are you going to have to go up the tree to harvest the coconuts yourself? Or are you just going to, well, you wait, wait for, for it to fall? fall. Okay.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Cause that means it's ready. Or I guess you can shake the tree, but then it might fall on your head. And then you're gonna wish your survival tool was a hard hat. So <laughs> that's true. All right. Uh, also, I should add: we're assuming on this island, we can't get off it. We're not, so we're not going to do like, I want a boat. Nope. Okay, luxury item. Ooh. What would you want,
1: Trenton? Let's see. Luxury item. I mean, it can be... It can be anything. Anything, okay. Yeah. That's not going to be like a plane to get you off the island. Or a, or a boat, like you said. Um, oh, I know. <laughs> I want one of those soft-serve ice cream machines that you find <laughs> in a buffet. And, and... No, no, wait, wait, let me finish. It has to have the ability to do... You want the... the... The chocolate, thing. Yeah, the chocolate vanilla swirl. If it doesn't do the swirl, if it doesn't combine the two, I don't want it. It has to be able to do the swirl. Is it going to still have
0: like a sprinkles section and all that? So you can make it fancy or it's just going to have... You're only going to have enough ice cream that lasts inside of it. What
1: kind of buffet have you been to that has sprinkles? What? Yeah. Really? Sprinkles and all the other stuff to put on to it. Okay. At at the buffets I've been to, they've never had those. So. I haven't been to a buffet in a long time. Just That's because. That's also true.
0: I'm yeah. also gonna say right here, I don't think buffets are gonna really also gonna be a thing. At least right now, they're definitely not a thing. But yeah, I mean, I don't even... know why. I just don't hear <laughs> about them anymore. But <laughs> it's like um. Do you know what Brazilian steakhouses are like? No. They're like buffets, but then it's like has like steak and stuff, and they walk around with steak on a sword, so you pick out the steak on the guy's sword. What? That's another bad thing right now. Can't you do that? And that's something I've always
1: wanted to try. I want to be like that steak. That's I've never heard of that, but all right, that's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) But okay, for my luxury item, I thought the same way, but I want a mini fridge. And I want it... Oh, just a fridge. Just give me a fridge. Full size. (laughs) Okay. Filled with chocolate milk. Only chocolate milk. Only chocolate milk. Okay.
1: Yep. High quality stuff. I don't want the cheap stuff. High quality. I assume you're going to get through all of it before it expires? Uh, Technically, milk never expires, but
0: yeah. Or oh, it does expire, but it doesn't go bad. But yeah. Okay. Because that's what pasteurization does. People think it makes it go go bad. or will make you sick. Not really, but that's a fun fact for you. I mean, eventually does go bad, but it's a lot later than you think. Because pasteurization means they literally radio, they like radiize the milk. So it's not going to be like spoil. All right. Food it safety does with taste bad though. But yeah, I'm gonna finish all the chocolate milk before. Okay,
1: cool.
0: Glassing chocolate milk. Uh, let's do one book.
1: If you could have one book, one book. Uh, okay. Well, since I'm since I'm stuck on this island for basically forever, uh, I'm gonna pick a longer book. Wow, well, how about the fourth book in the inheritance cycle which is better known as the the Aragon series uh which is called inheritance that fourth book the final book so it's uh i forgot how many pages it was it's like 800 900 or so so that's as so. long as the longest
0: longest book i ever read was a biography on teddy roosevelt's life before the presidency and that was like a thousand pages okay are you are you gonna take that book with you no, well, I'm, I'm gonna just <laughs> I'm just gonna pick I'm reading this book called Say Nothing. It's about the troubles in Northern Ireland. Do you know about the troubles in Northern Ireland?
1: I I know they had a really rough period in so the like, 90s? Yeah.
0: No, it sort of went into the nineties, but anyway, it was like a long period of like Catholics, Protestants attacking each other, terrorist attacks, kidnappings, all this stuff. But because they're just Irish and they're quaint, they're like, what do we call this awful period in our history? We'll just call it The Troubles. (laughs) So it was just like, there's just a little bit of trouble. A wee bit of trouble. (laughs) But I just want to finish this book. So I'll say that, even though I'm probably going to finish it soon and then it will be a book I've already read. But yeah, I think you should just pick a book that you want to finish. Don't be thinking too much about reread a book. That's when I finish my book. (laughs) Next is one was one movie. Yeah, one one movie. movie. Okay. I'm gonna pick Big Lebowski because it's a very rewatchable
1: movie. It's funny. Okay. You ever seen it? I have not. It's good. I've heard many things about it. I hope those are good things. Because it's good. (laughs)
0: It's very quotable. I think I can almost quote, quote almost the entire movie, so but yeah. Okay. Not not because I've seen it so many times do I have, just that every single line you can is remember. memorable.
1: Okay. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Cool. Uh I'm going to have to go with the classic. What is that? It is a South Korean comedy romance kind of thing. If it was in the early 2000s. I forget what the exact year was.
0: I looked it up. It's a 2003 South Korean romance melodrama. I don't know what you bring comedy into it. It was, it had comedic
1: moments. It
0: was, it was nice. Melodrama usually means it doesn't have, but okay. <laughs> I don't, interesting.
1: It was, it was a heartwarming kind of. Well, there was some sad moments as well. It was a emotional roller coaster, we'll just say it. it?
0: <laughs> so you want to be on this island eating your soft serve ice cream just going on ah! an emotional roller coaster.
1: I'll be uh, yeah, I'll be sitting there eating my soft serve ice cream. I'll be weeping and laughing at the same time. There will be ice cream, melted ice cream everywhere. I will be a mess. But it's okay. <laughs> I'm alone on this island. Yeah. until attic man visits attic is there a, is there an attic on that island
0: where yeah, would he's it be? above the coconuts
1: <laughs> he's in the palm tree just looking down on you at all times <laughs> uh
0: one okay one album we're going to i don't know if this is a rule in this game but i'm going to say no greatest hits and no compilation albums Ooh, okay. So yeah, I'm sorry you can't pick Katy Perry's greatest hits. Ah, uh, that was gonna be my fifth choice, but okay. Uh, I'm gonna do Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust and Spiders from Mars. It's a David Bowie album. I like every song on it, so that's why. Because I feel
1: like every song's good. Okay. So. Cool. That's a solid choice then. Um. uh You know what? I'll just I'll go with hamilton um i mean i feel like the music variety in it is good enough it does have good because yeah it does like different styles yeah so i won't get like too tired of it or anything so
0: some of the songs basically repeat though you know what i'm saying
1: right Mm -hmm. yeah but they're kind of like they're kind of like plays on itself sort of thing
0: you could probably on your time the island learn to rap to it and then oh, you could be yeah. like, I should almost pick like that Eminem song that's impossible to rap, <laughs> just so I could like come off the island going. If you're ever gonna get yeah.
1: off the island, or maybe you wouldn't. That's that's the point is you're really not supposed to. Maybe you'll just be uh, impressing the palm trees. You'll be you'll be just chilling over there, and you know rapping to the music and the palm trees will just be swaying left and right like the crowd. attic man enjoys it. <laughs> His attic man uh, uh, drums on the coconuts. No, for the then he's for telling me he's there. he doesn't want me to know.
0: <laughs> attic man never wants you to know. He's there.
1: Attic man. Don't All give right. him a
0: theme song. It's tail fine or I'll hear the theme song at night. Attic man. Before we lose our mobiles, talking about desert islands and attic man. Let's talk about an attic man. (laughs) Let's talk about our sport this week, which is mobile racing. That's right, literally mobiles racing down tracks. But this isn't just a kid's game; it's gone
1: advanced. How's it gone advanced, Trenton? Well, we're gonna be focusing on. The marble racing tournaments, which was created by a very well liked YouTube channel out of the Netherlands by the name of Yella's Marble Runs.
0: Yeah, Yella's Marble Runs. Um, so to clarify, there are all other marble championships, like the British and World Marble Championship, which has existed since 1588, but. We're not going to talk about that for two reasons. One, it's sort of boring because it's just a little game you've played. And probably most of you know, have heard of the sport of mobile, like playing with mobiles and like the little games around that. So we're going to talk about mobile racing, which is more of a unique new thing. But Trenton, where did this idea come from to make a little tiny ball and then poke at it? (laughs) Well... I it can actually was... probably assume where that came from, but I don't want, really want to get into that. Oh, no. I don't oh. even know what I was implying with that one, but whatever. Uh,
1: it's less about what you're implying and more of where my mind went, but we're going to stay away from that. That's
0: usually how it goes.
1: <laughs> um, in the earliest th- early 20th century, small balls of stone from about 2500 BCE were identified by archaeologists as marbles, and they were found in an excavation near Mohenjo-daro, which is a site that's usually associated with the Indus Valley civilization. And from there, that's they in sp- India. Yeah, from there they spread is- across the old world. And there was even mention of them in the Roman epic poems. So marbles have been this massive part of human history for a very long Not time. Not really massive, but yeah. Well, they were in the background. <laughs> the marbles were behind everything. <laughs> oh, the marbles were the ones who actually took down Caesar. The marbles were the ones that were pulling the strings behind every major event in human history who really killed jfk more at 11 (laughs) all right um it's 1503 we should just become a conspiracy theory channel i mean i mean yeah we said before we could do a history channel so history we say we can do
0: a history oh we could do a history podcast Yeah. yeah but no we should do conspiracies involving weird sports why Such did this cheese roll down the hill? It's because it wasn't cheese. It was a wheel.
1: <laughs> or, or the wheel of cheese disappeared at some point. Somebody stole it and they had to replace it.
0: Nicolas Cage. He stole the wheel of cheese so he could then steal the Declaration
1: of Independence.
0: National Treasure 5 coming out next fall. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay. Uh, Literally excellent.
0: when you go to Washington DC, every single tour guide makes the joke. When you go to see a Declaration of independence, you know that's not the real one. Nicholas Cage stole that. Like they oh, like shit. a movie. They like that there exists a movie about their section of Nord them so much,
1: they all reference it. <laughs> well, they gotta they gotta, gotta keep, represent. Yeah, they gotta keep it fresh. <laughs> uh-huh back to the marbles. Uh in 1503, the town council of Nuremberg, Germany, limited the playing of marble games to a meadow outside of the town. I don't know of, why.
0: Okay, I added that fact. I just thought that was really weird how you can only do it in a meadow outside town. Maybe probably cuz it was, it was betting things. on it.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Then why not just ban it? Because if you ban it entirely, people will still be doing it, but it will be secret. Oh, so you think because they had to
0: go all the way to the meadow, they were like, nah, too much work.
1: Well, not just that, but they also like, you know, it was outside of the town. So, you know. They could any... get attacked.
0: <laughs> what? That, I thought that was a reasonable reason.
1: <laughs> no, I was just going to say that any any trouble or like i've already you know, talked about
0: how in the 70s it was so easy to, to get away with modus because of the zodiac killer and stuff like that imagine how easy it was to be a murderer in like 1503 in 1500s <laughs> you could kill a guy every and in the middle of town square and as long as no one directly saw you do it you will be
1: fine you could be like oh it was a beer <laughs> Or, oh, it was a dragon.
0: Yeah, like, there's a million things you could claim it on. And, like, no one would know.
1: That's a good point. But, uh... (laughs) Um... Oh, fun fact. Do you know where glass marbles were first manufactured? Well, yeah, because I can see the fact sheet. Ah, well... A German glassblower invented marble scissors which was a device for making marbles in 1846. So it's like when you cut the glass, when you're glass blowing, it makes a marble. Got it. Um, And the game of marbles became popular throughout the U.S. and other countries after that. Um, And the first mass-produced toy marbles that were made from clay were made in the U.S., in Akron, Ohio by S.C. Dyke in the early 1890s. All right.
0: So that's as far as we're going to go into the history of just the mobiles. But how about, is it Jellies we said? Hellies. Yellies. Yellies. But how about Yellies Mobile Runs? So it was started by Yelly Bakel or Baco. Yelly Bako. A uh, mobile enthusiast from Wolvenschiff, Netherlands. Uh, he created it back in 2006, the original channel. He got the Guinness World Record for the longest mobile run in, on May 21st, 2009, a record he held until 2011. I'm pretty sure he gained it back because he has like a million ones that have to be the longest so, Greg Woods, an early fan of the channel, started producing commentary on the mobile races. And Baku liked it so much, he had him just do every episode for English language. He is the commentator. So, anytime you watch one of these, it's Greg Woods commentating, not Baku, in case you thought that. Uh, the channel gained attention with a fan base in 2015. At that point, he started the mobile Olympics a mock version of the Olympics with the mobiles. Uh, He planned on ending it, but it became so popular, he kept it up and started including different events too. In late 2018, tragedy struck when Bako tried deleting just his Google Plus account, but ended up deleting his YouTube channel that had 600,000 subscribers.
1: Ah, uh, uh, that's that's one that you. Is
0: Google Plus even still a thing?
1: It was never popular. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I, yeah, that's that's one you just blame on one of the Marbles and be like, yeah, my assistant Captain Marbellus did it. Okay, but good news, he
0: got back by last year in March. He had already regained his number, so. And he's way past it now. Because uh, about in April was the t- time that his first video really went viral. And that was sort of mobile racing on the beach. You may have seen it because it has the intense commentary. And all the people who weren't privy to this, it started trending. Because why were these people all suddenly into mobile racing? Because there was a couple of weeks without sports and they just wanted something to hold on to. On May 17th, 2020, British American comedian John Oliver announced on his show last week tonight with John Oliver that he would be the head sponsor for all 16 events of the 2020 Mobile League, which is what the Mobile Olympics are now called, would be, uh, so he's the head sponsor for those. With each event, he put $5,000 to a food bank charity And twenty thousand to the overall winner's name of the marble races. That was a lot of information. Let's get into what is it? What is it, Trenton? What are all these?
1: Yeah. So it's uh, it's not just racing marbles down a track or something like that. Although that is, you know, most of the the original events as well as some of the events that. Uh, very well-made tracks oh yeah they like, are design them well mm-hmm. but i mean the tracks can be anything from ditches dug on beach sand or like you know and uh in mud or it could even be something that looks more official like on uh on legos like he they've built things where it's like a whole lego stadium and they just do like what's what it what is it called the like the, the stop animation of yeah barbo's going by stop um, motion animation yeah yeah so you know it's it's a pretty the pretty well oiled machine that he's got running on that youtube channel so um yeah some of the events are things such as going down a A a narrow platform where they send the marbles rolling down the narrow platform, and you know, they if they fall off, then they land at a certain point number.
0: We should be clear. So, again, not like the Ward Marble Championship where it's based off players, this guy literally sends all the marbles off the same time and all that. It is he has made teams out of the different colors of marbles and he's given them team names. And he's giving them fake personalities. So it's just one guy actually doing it, or maybe him and his team. But yeah, it's just each Marble, when he talks about him, he doesn't talk about like a person representing those Marbles. It is the team Mellow Yellow, or the team Savage Speeders, or something like that, who are a number of Marbles that are the same color.
1: Yeah, so some of the events that they participate in are... One such as balancing, in which they have to go through, go on top of a, a long platform that's very narrow and, you know, they got to not fall off. There's another one called half pipe, in which, you know, they're just sort of all let out onto this half pipe and, and you see which ones uh, make it all the way to the finish line faster. There's funnel endurance where they're <laughs> just spinning around in funnels. And I'm sure the marbles are getting very dizzy in those. So, you know, there's just so many different events. There's hurdles. And, well, they're not actually hurdling anything. Yeah, They're more like just going through, I don't know, how would you describe it? Like foosball? Sort of, yeah. Yeah, kind of like foosball bars in people, in a way. Yeah. so yeah, there's, there's a lot of events. That's so big. for the statistics
0: for Mobile League or the Mobile Olympics, how it was originally called. So he does have statistics for every year for each of the mobiles. Um, each year there's a champion, a runner-up in third place based off which team scored the most points overall. Uh, the champion for the most times was Savage Speedos have won twice. And again, this is what by chance they've won twice and they got second place twice and they won the 2021. I don't know how you can just be by chance out of like, I don't, how many teams was it? There's a lot of teams over 10. So yeah, I don't know how by chance you would get first that many times and
1: second place. I think that team is doping.
0: Yeah,
1: it's the Russian they, team. They they're they're lubricating themselves with like WD forty before each event. Well, maybe it was just some reason that color
0: is heavier. I don't know, because like whatever material they put into it. But yeah, it has gotten that place. Um, Mellow yellow is another one that's gotten high. The other w- winners have been the O Rangers, Midnight Wisp. And Raspberry Racers again, 2020, last year he did it. Savage Beatles were number one champion, or Rangers were runner up. Minty Maniacs were third place. So, there is statistics for this. This is the Mobile League championships. He does different championships. He does a really cool one where he does a copy of Formula One with the Mobiles, and they're sponsored by like the call companies. And he actually got one of the Formula One commentators to commentate on it with Greg Woods. So that's pretty cool. Um, so, records. Again, we mentioned he won a Guinness World Record. Just as a fun fact, Trenton, what is the world record for the tallest sort of marble structure in the world?
1: It is a structure that has been named the Energy Machine. And at 22 meters, which is 72 feet tall. Thank you. It is located in the Hong Kong Science Museum in. I wonder where that is. Hong Kong.
0: <laughs> ah. so, yeah, like just imagine watching the mobile go all the way down.
1: I always liked those machines. Have you seen the stuff at, uh, I think the Museum of Science and Industry has one or something? I went there like
0: when I was really young, in like 2010. I went to Chicago. I just remember they had the like city,
1: you know, like the model of the city. Oh, you know that? the, the uh, train, I think. Yeah, they're all aren't they all like Legos? Wait, no, they're not Legos. No, it's not Legos. It's like an actual model. Yeah, I was thinking of the the Lego Museum. There's a Lego Museum. There's a small one in like the suburbs of Chicago. Yeah, Okay.
0: I don't know. I've been to the I've only been to the Field Museum and the Art Institute recently. Oh, I went to the aquarium, but I don't really think that counts. It's a nice aquarium.
1: Fish.
0: Yeah. The zoo in Chicago is kind of sad. The Lincoln Park Zoo, but it is free. So I it think that free. makes up for it. Yeah.
1: That makes
0: up for it. It's free. So for a free zoo, it's incredible. But for a zoo, you're sort of like yeah. There's a bigger zoo in the suburbs, which isn't free, right? Yeah. Uh, I think you're thinking of Brookfield Zoo? That's where I hold. yeah. The Lincoln Park Zoo is free. And
1: yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not bad. I mean, I've been there a few times. Although, one of the times I went there was like in the middle of winter. And it was kind of... Oh, zoos choice. in
0: winter is sad. Because all the yeah. animals are cold. I went to the Bronx Zoo in New York in the middle of winter, and they had, like, flamingos outdoors, and they were miserable.
1: Oh, no.
0: Or flamingos. I went a different time in spring, and it was a really nice zoo, but in winter, it was a terrible zoo. That's why I like San Diego Zoo. It's such a nice zoo, because it's always nice weather. Except for when I went there, it rained, so actually, no.
1: Oh, man. You gotta pick a better time to go to the zoo, Jacob.
0: Man, I didn't know it was gonna rain. We just need to go. And it was ah, like, when you in San Diego, you go to the zoo because they have like a really, for a city their size, the zoo really is big. Okay. Uh, it's crazy, and they got they used to have pandas. Now
1: they don't have pandas. Ah, did they? Did they have to send the pandas back? Yeah, because it's that weird deal with China. Right. You only get them for a certain amount of time yeah
0: but when we went there they did have them and it's like they make such a big deal with the pandas because you have to walk into this line to see them and then they're both just like sitting around and the lazy animals they're not actually that the most interesting animals to watch so it's like it was a big deal for nothing
1: the because it's just like the pandas are by appointment only it basically, you gotta wait through a big line. And it's just like, there's a huge section. They have
0: their own gift shop, which is like the panda gift shop. There's different gift shops. This one's just for panda related memorabilia. And it was like, yeah, no. <laughs> Wasn't that impressive? It was better animals, though. But anyway, back to this. We've gone off task a lot. We're losing our marbles slowly. Yep, we are. Uh so strategy there's absolutely no strategy. He releases the marbles. Again, we think Savage Beatles are doping because they've gotten first place twice and second place twice, but we really can't confirm that. Uh I mean that would be also the controversy, is that can this really be a sport if it's all by chance?
1: Right. I mean you know, well, if they're...
0: Let's consider, okay, so would we both consider Poker because they have Poker World Championship? Is that a sport? Mm, I don't think so. See, I wouldn't think so either. But I do know there are people who would argue yes for Poker. And if yes for Poker, then definitely yes for this. Even if you don't have a player representing the team. Whatever. It's just as much as Poker. There might be more skill in Poker, could you argue? yeah yeah i I would think so okay it's
1: interesting thinking it's good to compare i mean can can the marbles really train for
0: events ah here's the thing don't do you think it would be a new marble would be better because they could get worn down Mm. so it's almost like horse racing you can only use young horses you know You know, like that? Like, all the horses are, like, two years old or something like that. And if they're older, they can't be in the Kentucky Derby. They can still race. They can't be in the Kentucky Derby, though. So it's almost like this sort of very young-oriented... Because i got to assume the marbles
1: would start, like, losing
0: their their smoothness.
1: Yeah. Okay, yeah, right. Well, would that also help, though? Like, if they start losing some of their coating, that makes them a tiny bit lighter... Does that make? But is lighter? No,
0: but heavy would be faster on some of these. But smaller would be more aerodynamic. But what if it's unevenly losing its coating? Because it's probably not evenly losing, so there might be small bumps that are like microscopic that we can't see, and that's why. But then again, I don't know if the guy replaces them or not, so I don't know if every year of Savage Speedos is a new pack of mobiles that are this color. Right. Or if he's consistently been using the same ones. Cause I don't okay. think he is. And I think like if you actually use them often enough, they would somewhat loose. Cause I've had mobos and they've got like chips out of them. Just from like and they was just like tossing on the ground or something.
1: Yeah. And these marbles are competing in various events, whether they're in like sand or mud or you know, a, a hard surface like the the Formula One racetrack. <laughs> yeah. So you would assume he would have to replace them. So in that way, they
0: are not the same mobiles. I'm pretty much guessing. Okay. It, so I'm guessing this is like one team, but he keeps replacing them probably pretty often,
1: like okay. with how much he has to use them properly, like so they're like they're drafting rookies from the Marble University team. It would
0: yeah, it would be like college, because college you have at most four years mm-hmm. on the team and not even really. It would be like that you're rooting okay. for this team but you're not really rooting based off oh i love this play that play was gone you st- it's just the brand uh right you could say coach but then again they don't really have coach cuz they're marbles
1: i mean they have you know they have a designated they have a fake coach. coach they actually do and they we also have a, a fake coach. Coach. they also have a designated captain marble on the team as well so
0: yes but those were fake but i guess we could say yeah yeah, In that way, it's comparable directly to university sports. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cool. So,
1: we, with we, that in
0: mind, <laughs> we've said we're that...
1: We're into this, and uh, <laughs> we probably needed to.
0: No, I think we can consider as much as we want. Okay. But let's yeah. take the points now. Mm-hmm. Because this is when I think there actually is a lot of debate on the final point. So... We've determined it's a sport entirely by chance and luck. There is no skill when it comes to uh, mental capacity because they're just all by random chance. But we have said you have to replace them a certain amount because we know they must be replaced because they could lose something. And by that, you could make the argument, if it was comparable to humans, that would be like they have to exercise and stuff, right? Right yeah and it couldn't be like i just broke a bone i can't compete okay so So, okay and then finally we gotta say so it's by luck but there still is some sort of like athletic thing if we count the condition of the mobile is it a sport if it's totally by luck but there is a condition for the mobile it has to maintain condition. It is almost like... And again, it's like college sport. We're not rooting for... I think I've gone on too long with this. but just I wanted to give them the greatest chance they could possibly have for making my argument that if we were going to consider these mobiles as human beings, would we
1: say, no, it's not a sport? Um, I think despite all of those points, which are very good points, I must say... I don't think marble racing, at least in this capacity, is a sport. If there were humans involved more in it, then perhaps.
0: You're putting them out. It's one person, though.
1: If you are playing basketball by, your, by
0: yourself, are you playing a sport or no? Yes. Then why is this
1: different? <laughs> because.
0: This is one guy who's pushing the marbles down.
1: Well. He's not really pushing the marbles down. He's like setting them up against a gate or a barrier. And then he's just oh, depressing the gate. And it lets all the marbles go go wild. I just think the fact that Savage Speedos have done this well.
0: There has to be something. And it can't just be by chance. Shh. I'm just so convinced of this. that That just seems so weird that they did that well that
1: many times. They're the... They're the patriots of the marble racing world. I mean, that's accusing them of cheating, though, and I don't think they've been cheating. Oh, and I don't know if that accused them of cheating. I mean, you know, Bill Belichick. My book it does. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, in my book Ra- it does. Uh, yes, the Raiders fan. I see. <laughs> I see. Well,
0: not even that. We can mention a couple other scandals too. But okay, are there uh, are there deflated marbles in this? We've discussed that because what if they lose the lust doors? And that's what I'm saying is I almost think there's skill based off the league organizer. So I guess, no, it is not a sport, but I would like to make the argument that it is we're a sport. just saying <laughs> that because we're racist against mobiles. And if they were humans, you would say it's a sport. Um, I want to make that point.
1: <laughs> okay. If if the marbles were able to do some sort of training or some if sort they were of sentient would you give it to them oh yeah of course because if they're sentient then that would that would mean that they're making decisions on the no in, it's sentient but still
0: by chance it's like they're just letting fate guide them <laughs> jesus marble take the wheel <laughs> yeah jesus mobile what if there is jesus mobile
1: It's a marble that can roll over water and be totally fine. Maybe that's why Savage Speeders have won so many. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a mobile Okay. Okay, so. Wait, so, okay, yeah. So, my, my final decision on whether it is a sport or not is that no, it is not a sport. Until the marbles become sentient. Even if they let fate guide them. Yes. The marbles must be sentient. Okay, I agree with that point. So, (laughs) if
0: we can prove that these marbles are sentient, it is a sport. But since we can't prove that yet, yet, it is not a sport. Would you play?
1: Ooh, um, yeah. Would you set up a marble track in your house? I would, but it seems like a lot of work. It does. And this guy can do it and I'll watch his videos because
0: he's so into it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I mean, you've seen people that like set up tracks on their walls, you know, kind of like Hot Wheel tracks, I guess, you know, just like on the wall and then goes around. So and then people have done it for marbles and other stuff, too. So
0: I was going to make the comparison to like the people who have the hamsters that have like you know the tubing outside the cage, and oh, the hamsters yeah. can go wherever they want. Gotcha. Yeah, it's a good point. Okay. Appreciate it. <laughs> Would you play it? No, this is a waste of time. <laughs> I'm kidding. It's great to watch, though. On the note, it's great to watch. Again, if you want to watch it, Helly's mobile racing, Helly's mobile R- runs. You know what? We're gonna put a link in the description of this podcast to his YouTube channel. I think we can give that guy
1: this plug. Um, I'm not sure if he really needs the plug. I mean he's got well um, he's gonna go over well, a million subscribers.
0: <laughs> yeah, but like two million people listen to this show, right? So uh, yeah. Yeah. So we assume a million of those already watch it, but right. Which means the whole point of our show, Sports You've Never Heard of, was failed on this episode. Yeah. <laughs> On that sad note, it is time to end.
1: Yeah. Um. But it was a, it was a nice, healthy discussion about, yep, marble racing and marble runs. All right. So
0: next time we'll be doing something. I don't really know. Next time on the show. But until then, you've been listening to sports
1: you've never heard of. I'm Jake Bowles. And I'm Trenton i on Radio DePaul Sports, the student voice of your DePaul Blue Demons. Adios, amigos. wake luego. Attic Man.